Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to all things food, body, and mindset. And today we are going to be talking about goals. And today is a very special day because it is July 1st, 2023. We are officially halfway through 2023. So we're going to talk a little bit about how that date made us both feel. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about how to do a six-month review and then how to kind of shift your focus and mindset when it comes to really taking action for the next six months. So hello, Ms. Vic. I would love to know what were your initial thoughts when I brought up this topic this morning? (laughs) Well, I... So Kelsey and I, you know, we try to do these podcasts twice a month. And yesterday... We're like, hey, what should we talk about? And Kels was like, I think we should talk about goals for the next six months. And I was like, please no. But my mind the whole night, like I didn't go to bed till like 1 a.m. I I was just up like thinking and not in a negative way, but just like kind of more of an accountability thing. And so I I knew once I was feeling that kind of like angst that it was going to be important to talk about um, because you know, I I think our natural inclination is like, just ignore it. And, but the reality is, is you're going to get to December and you're going to be like, man, I just let six months pass me by and I didn't take any action. And I didn't like, I didn't even take a step forward. And so it it was just, it was funny because I was just like, I really do need to do this. And I was already kind of thinking it as well. And then you just kind of confirmed it, but really my natural instinct is like, man, this is going to be hard, but I'm excited. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, for me, I was the same way. And I just like, when I first heard or first thought about like, oh my gosh, we're six months the way through my initial reaction was just like disappointment, discouragement, frustration, feeling inadequate, feeling stuck, being like, what the hell have I even done the last six months of my life? Yeah. And it was then I, I've been reading this book and I know we're going to share some quotes from it because, and guys, I, I you know, we're, bro- we're book nerds, but we are. Um, this book has been recommended to me by a, a couple of people that I highly uh, look up to and it's called the gap and the gain. It's by Dave or Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And it's kind of like uh, what they talk about is like, it's the, when let's see here if I find what the high achievers guide to happiness confidence and success I'm gonna buy it on Amazon today it's honestly like I'm super excited about it it's something that I've known for a very long time I've read it in multiple books like in the book um oh my gosh my brain personality is not permanent there's it was written it was brought up in personality isn't permanent which is amazing guys that one I have been reading please read that but then also this other book he wrote effortless oh essentialism in essentialism he talks about how progress is the most effective form of motivation and staying motivated so I've known this concept but hearing it like this was just super helpful so here's a quote from the book the gap and the gain Most people, especially highly ambitious people, are unhappy because of how they measure their progress. We all have an ideal, a moving target that is always out of reach. 
when we measure ourselves against the ideal, we're in the gap. However, when we measure ourselves against the previous selves, our previous selves, we're in the game. And so when I heard that, this was yesterday. So yesterday for me, June 30th, I took a moment and I I got out a piece of paper and I looked back at my vision board that I had created in January, 2023. Now, here was the discouraging part is, Number one, I didn't actually finish my vision board, which was sad, but I did have a couple of photos there, um, things that I was aiming for. And B, I realized like, because I never finished it, I never put the vision board anywhere I could see it, right? Because all it was at that time was just like an unfinished project. But regardless, I decided to sit there, look at those pictures that I had posted in January and think through some of the goals that I had had. And then I wrote, I I just wrote out all of the progress that I had made. I did invest in a program that helps female speakers. Have I actually been invested in going all out in the community and taking advantage of this program? No, but you know what? I'm going to feel really good about the fact that I invested in it. I did take a step forward and I did reach out for a mentor and a coach there's other, like, I, I am in the middle of moving to New Zealand, like, which has always been a dream. I had on that vision board, a desire for a relationship. I'm not saying like, if you look at many of my vision boards, there was like a relationship there, but I am like, since February, I have been in the most loving, beautiful relationship of my entire life. Uh, again, like part of those things, I put myself out there. I was glowing. If you were to see her face right now, she's glowing. My God. I love this man. I love this man. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's exciting. Like, so those things like recognizing I have been going to the gym a minimum of two times a week, no matter what, no matter how much I traveled and not being able to always have access to a gym, I would get a guest pass. I invested in that. I made sure that my fitness was still something at least two times a week that I was consistent with. I was consistent with meal prepping, not all the time, but a lot of the time. And I've really worked on, you know, building out some systems. I now have Instagram ads going. Those are some of the things for me. Are they working to the extent that I want them to? Are they perfect? Have I brought in the amount of clients or whatever else in my have I gotten to the point to do a full muscle up? No, but I've made progress and I'm going to feel really, really good about that. And what happened was when I started looking at the gain, all of a sudden I felt momentum. I was excited. I was, I was confident. I was optimistic. And so rather than feeling like a failure or feeling, feeling like, you know, I'm stuck, I then decided to like make a much clearer action plan and realize that the biggest thing that was holding me back was I didn't have any clarity mm-hmm. as to what I wanted to achieve. So that's step one, guys, look at the game. Yeah. And I'm going to read one of, um, I want to get this book. Um, and we're going to kind of discuss what our next seven or six months look like, um, for us, but I just wanted to read this. Um, so it's, a, it's from the gap in the gain book. Why does all of this matter, though? It matters because without being conscious and intentional, which we are doing today, you can easily forget or lose sight of your former gains. 
You can forget what you previously struggled with and overcame. You can take for granted how far you've come, ignore your progress, and miss out on the confidence of remembering where you were. This is why it is incredibly powerful and important to keep journals, records, or annual reviews. And then like Jill, the person that he was talking about in the book, you can look back and be reminded of of the easily forgotten past. You can be reminded that the quote-unquote normal life you are now living may be the dreams or even beyond the dreams of your former self. I freaking love that. I do too. Ugh. Like think about like, so I, and I know I had brought this up a little bit before we hit record, but for you, when you were first starting your journey with food mm-hmm. and were struggling with binge eating, what were you, how were you measuring your progress before you kind of were recovering? I think I was just so focused on it, my like metric was just please do not binge, do not binge, or you're a failure. Do not binge. But I didn't take into account, you know, any of the other efforts I was making. That was my only metric for success. And when I did mess up, it was it, it was de- devastating. I would say quote unquote mess up, not actually. Um, it was devastating to me and I wasn't focusing on the progress that I've made. And and frankly, it was really hard, at, I think, at that time, too, because I was so unhappy with myself and where I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, I've said this before, but like just that feeling of this is all my fault. I ultimately was the person choosing to put the food in my mouth. Nobody else was forcing me to do it this was my decision. And so taking accountability for that was really difficult. And it it was, it was just, it was hard all around. Um, one of the things, and so what, I guess I didn't have recovery, right. I didn't have that part of my life yet. Um, and in the gap and game book, he says, if you focus on what you lack, you will lose what you have. If you focus on what you have, you will gain what you lack. And I'm like, I, I could just start thinking you know, had I had the mentality of thinking about the things that I do have, like I do have tools to regulate my emotions. I do have tools to effectively communicate with others. I am able to sit down and have a meal. I know when I know my binge urges and triggers and things like that. Like I wasn't necessarily thinking of those things. And so that's what made that process and like getting that momentum so much more difficult. Oh my gosh. But like, that's, and if people can just hear me on this, because I am sure that people are going to hear us say, hey, and we'll get there, how to set goals for the rest of the six months. Yep. And number one, if you're saying never binge again, like you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yep. And that the and how do we measure that or whatever else? Like I, I would say instead, like um, you know, eat intentionally three yeah. times a day. Like focus on the things that you you want, not the things that you don't want is one yeah. thing too, right? Like I hear that all the time. Like I just don't want to be insecure. I'm like, all you're hearing is insecure, insecure, insecure. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is to have a, a bit more specificity and understanding what it is that you, why it is you want what you want. So like, again, I'm sure many people like lose weight. Great, lose mm-hmm. a pound, done. You know, like, And I'm not saying be specific with like 20 pounds. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is like, 
what's on the other side of whatever mm-hmm. that number is or whatever the, like, like I could say the same thing, like make more money. Yep. Great. Here's a dollar. Like how much more money, but like, why it, it's not even a putting a number amount. Cause I thought about that for a little bit. Like, you know, I want, you know, 10 K months or whatever else, but I'm like, yeah. that just isn't motivating. That's not a thing. But like, if it's like, I want this specific vacation, I want this feeling I want. And again, focusing on the feeling, like, what does that money give you? What does that weight loss give you? What, if you were to feel more in control with food and you weren't binge eating, what would that mean for you? Yeah. Do you think that, I think the reason, I mean, I wrote down my five while, so Kelsey and I have a podcast before the podcast, I like to call it. Like we just, we, we talk before we talk and just kind of game plan. But like, do you think that we don't want to be specific because we're scared of the failure or we just don't know like, I mean, two, three years ago, yeah, saying I don't ever want to binge again was truly what I wanted. But do you think that there it's just because there's something under it that we don't want to address? Or is it that we don't want to be so specific that we're going to let ourselves down? Oh, these are good points. Or is it, I mean, I think it's both. I think, I think it's both. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't mind having specificity. Like, I don't mind but the amount of times that I've said I want 10K months or whatever else, it just, I have realized this when it comes to me and me achieving things. Because I have, I have achieved things. Mm-hmm. I have taken big leaps of faith to make things happen, right? Like this year alone, I bought a one-way ticket to New Zealand. I paid 2,500 US dollars for an Airbnb for a month. I took big leaps. I had no idea how to make it happen financially, but I did it anyway because I believed that 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 was just the next version of me. And I I knew it needed to happen. I am hosting a beautiful retreat in Colorado Springs in like a week, right? I I do do things. I've I've learned to ride a motorcycle and all the things, but when I actually do the thing and follow through, it's not because I set a number. It's because I have a feeling and a vision. Hmm. And I, I've brought this up before. And this is something I really do encourage all my clients. I encourage anybody. Scripting. Like, I cannot tell you, like, to a T. And I've now read it to, to my boyfriend. Like, to a T. In November, I wrote out, I am so happy and grateful now that. And I wrote out everything hmm. that I wanted to feel in the relationship that I now have. And I really do think that when we can get into that feeling and really visualize and have that mental movie of what we want it to look like, then we can start acting as if we're already the type of person who would have those things. And for me, like, and I can read my five just so people like, again, they're not super specific. Like, But for me, like my five right now that, by the way, we're going to encourage you guys to write out, I would say minimum three to five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I wouldn't say a ton more, but have them written out, think through them and write them and put them somewhere you can see them every day. Because that was, like I said, with the vision board and whatever else, I wasn't looking at it every day. I didn't have clarity as to where I was going and why I was doing the things I was wanting to do. I just got stuck in the minutia of everyday life. Yeah. 
But my five right now are become a paid speaker, buy a car in Wanaka. For those, for some Wanaka is in New Zealand. That's where I'm moving. Just to give context, guys, I haven't, I signed a lease for the first time in nine years. Mm-hmm. And I haven't bought a car since almost nine years. Like it's been about that amount of time. It's Uh, been a minute. It's been a minute, maybe six, six years. I bought a car, um, get my New Zealand residency, go on a luxurious weekend getaway with my man (laughs) and, uh, learn to snowboard. Cause that's a big thing for, for him that he really enjoys. And I've, I will learn. Um, so again, those aren't super specific. I guess if I were to like say with snowboarding, I'd love to be able to go down a green run and and yeah. feel confident in it. Um, what is your scariest goal that's on there? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's it's kind of like two. So the scariest one for me is the snowboarding one. Yeah. Like I that it intimidates me. It's something so like, that, you know, when people say like, what's your big, hairy, audacious goal? That's, that would be it. Nah, the very big, hairy, audacious goal is the speaker one, which is why it's first. Uh, that's because that that's pivoting my career a little bit, just slightly. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lifelong dream. It's been something I've had written in, I, I used to carry a little note card in my wallet. It's in one of my old wallets somewhere. I'm in the middle of moving. 10,000 miles. So things are just everywhere, everywhere. (laughs) But like it said, I'm, I literally carried this in my wallet. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm a motivational speaker Mm. who gets paid millions of dollars to speak and travel around the world and help millions of people to live happier, healthier, more fulfilling lives. Mm. Like I, and who, again, like I, I'm not at this point, I didn't say become a paid speaker and make millions of dollars. Like but I know that the first step and notice I, I made it an identity. I didn't say get paid to speak. I should have done that with snowboarding. <laughs> I should have said become a snowboarder. Interesting. Anyway, but it just, that's the big, hairy, audacious, fun, scary goal mm-hmm. is the speaker one. Um and that was the one, like, I remember at the vision board party, I asked everybody of like, if you could only achieve one thing in 2023, what would it be? And everyone answered, right. And mine, and it stuck with me. So like, I, I, I may not have looked at my vision board very much, but this stuck with me. I said, the one thing I wanted to do is I wanted to get paid to speak in 2023. What would your one thing be that you would want to accomplish? So I have my five. I wrote them down. I'm ready. And I need you to walk me through them because so my big, hairy, audacious goal is a certain. So for reference, I base I started my business last June. So I I last year. So I have six months of you know what is what is attainable in six months from January to or June to December of last year. And so going into 2023, I was like, well, I'll just double that. And then I was like, well, no, like if I'm doubling my inventory, like I I should have a bigger goal. And so I have a certain dollar amount that I want to hit gross, but it is a 
very scary, hairy, audacious goal. And I will be very sad. Like I will genuinely be very sad if I don't hit it. And that's fine. But I, that is like my, that is, I have a certain dollar amount that I just want to hit. And it's great to look at the gross number, but knowing the back end of like, for obviously it's a little different, like for coaching, but there's a lot of, and I don't have overhead of like paying rent or anything, but I have, you know, my trailer expenses, you know, half of my investment is always my inventory. Right. And so it's a little bit different in that sense. Um, but I have that, I have a specific number that I want to hit by December 31st (sighs) and it's scary and it's all hairy and yeah, anyways. So that's that. Um, I want to, it's our five-year anniversary this year. And so I would like to go on a give on a giveaway, on a giveaway. Sure. Yeah. I'd love to have a giveaway where we get to go on our anniversary, but to, it is in the middle of December and it's, that's like my very busy season with the boutique, but I want to be intentional about going away, even if it's for two days, like, Mm -hmm. and just like treat yourself type thing, um, for our anniversary. And my third is um habit tracker for the next six months. I like that. That one scares me almost as much as number one. Interesting. Talk because to me about so I I think we've talked a little bit about it, but I I've talked in past podcasts about 75 hard. And I think this is the um challenge that comes with doing it, the consequence of it is knowing the mental edge that I have when I do it, but also understanding that it takes everything out of me and I'm not focused on other areas and aspects of my life. I'm really realistically only focused on me. And I feel like I'm very selfish in that time. And I would say the times that I've done it, I've needed it. Like I've desperately needed it for myself and it helped me get me to where I am. And at the same time, like family time is compromised. I'm like so focused on drinking my stupid gallon of water. My business is takes a a back seat, which I don't want it to. Um and so knowing that and I've just in the last like few months I've been really trying to focus on my business, but my like ability to I think I also have been comparing it to like last year when you were living with us and it was like so easy to go to the gym because you were like the puppy that was up early in the morning and I was like I have to take her like I have to go out like like we have to it's like Finn but in a human form like my dog is Finn like we I have to go take the dog out like we have to go to the gym and it was that was so helpful for me because I needed that. Um, and so I've just, I've been just, just a few like examples, like, you know, Josh and I do like a four day a week program, like strength program. And I go the first two days and I don't ever finish the last two days. And so I'm annoyed with the program because all I'm ever doing is bench and squat and I don't get to do the Thursday, Friday things. And it's like, And so that's like a thing. And then the other thing is like, I've just been really snoozy with my alarm and I don't like that. I know that I don't like that. It makes me, it literally like makes me like mad. Cause I I'm like, why would I want to start my day like that? But why am I starting? Like I get mad at myself. So I think I just want to 
I, I have not used a habit tracker in a long time. And I think there's a level of like, there's times when it's a lot easier and more intuitive to not need it. But there's also times where it's like, okay, I need to like restore that confidence in myself. And if something as silly as snoozing my alarm is like detrimental to my confidence, like, and my belief in myself. Dude, okay, this is, I love that you just said the, I will quote you, restore my confidence. Yes. It was so fascinating. I had a group coaching call and one of my clients was talking about how she just felt like she was struggling with body image again. And it was just like creeping back in. And at the end of the call, we all like, and it was her idea. She came to the realization. She's like, I need to get back to doing the habit tracker Mm -hmm. because again, our body image is a projection of our inner picture and we need the data to actually look back and see our progress. We need to mentally and continuously put ourselves in the gain because otherwise we we end up measuring ourselves to our ideal selves and we're in the gap. And when you're in the gap, now you're projecting that, that feeling of failure and insecurity onto your body. Yep. And that's all the habit tracker does is help put your mind in the game. And the only, again, this is my only issue with 75 hard. I think the habits he talks about like are awesome, fantastic. Get outside, move your body, yeah. be regular with it, drink more water, read, awesome habits. Where I struggle with it is that the moment that you're not perfect, the moment you miss one, now you're a failure and you have to start all over. Mm -hmm. And I really just encourage people like, as James Clear says, try not to miss twice in a row. Yeah. And being able to look and I promise anytime that I track my data, I track how many people I'm reaching out to. I track how many sales calls I'm having. I track how many research, whatever how many posts I'm doing, then I can't get so much in my head because I know that I'm controlling the inputs. I'm doing the best that I can. These are the, this is the actual data that I have rather than basing so much of my happiness on things that I may not always be able to control, whether that be the scale, whether that be uh, how much money I make or how many clients I get. Like I may not be able to control all those things, but I can control my actions. And that's why they're important to track. Yeah. And I, that's, I mean, I'm, I haven't figured out what's going to go on the habit tracker, but I, regardless of what it is, I know that that intentionality and like conscientiousness will, as a byproduct, like have a ripple effect into other areas of my life. And so one of the, the, the fourth one, which I'm like, should it just go on my habit tracker? But I, you know, and I, we haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but this year we became debt-free minus our mortgage, which was a huge, like the feeling of being in debt was like, I felt like I had an elephant sitting on me all the time. Mm -hmm. And part of like something that Kelsey helped me so much with was like learning how to budget and having a budget tracker. And I felt so freaking empowered when I was like, I know exactly where my money is going. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and like, we've been able to maintain it and, but I want to start focusing on like other things for, you know, our family down the road. And so it's like, well, I also need to 
you know, do look at our income and like things have changed a little bit. So I want to be able to kind of revamp the budget and, I mean, and, and to, recommendation. To, yeah. Oh my gosh. Just cause by the way, guys, 2023 was the first year in four years that I also became debt-free. This is something that both Victoria and I helped yep. each other with. Yeah. And it was with. hard. It was, I mean, it was so hard. It, the other day I found in my freezer, I was cleaning my freezer out and I found our credit cards that we froze that are still there. Now we do have like, you know, I keep an emergency credit card on hand, but like I, I try my, I, it goes to zero every month, if anything, but it was so crazy to see all the freaking credit cards that we had and just being like, yeah, that doesn't have a hold on me anymore. Like it's amazing. But like, yeah, this is the thing guys, like what happened first is Victoria healed her relationship with food by stepping into a new identity. Yeah. And by focusing on the behaviors rather than focusing on don't binge, don't binge, don't binge. Mm -hmm. She shifted and focused on her progress and the actions to act as if she was already the type of person she wanted to be. When she realized it was possible for her to do that with food, then she was able to transfer those same things to money. Like these skills that we teach in the Rediscover You Free program, it's not just food. Like these are things that you can translate to every aspect of your life. Because when you realize you can shift your identity in one way, you can continue to do so, which again comes down to that book, Personality Isn't Permanent. But when it comes to money, just to kind of put it out there for everybody, another book that it was life-changing for me. He also has a Netflix series that I think you would love. Oh, oh my gosh. He has a Do podcast tell. as well. His name's Ramit Sethi, I think. Um, and his podcast and his book and his Netflix series are all called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Oh my gosh. I'm. It's happening. Okay. I'm going to watch it. He has a thing, and this is the thing, like when I go back to New Zealand and I'm I'm with my partner, we're going to sit down and he and I are going to go through what is called a conscious spending plan. Mm. And rather than budgeting dollar to dollar amounts, it's percentages. And like, I think he has it that it's like 50 to 60% of your income a month goes to your fixed expenses, whether that be mortgage, rent, utilities, those kind of debt, mm -hmm. debt payments, whatever it is. Uh, then it's, I think 10% always goes into savings. Another five to 10% goes into, um, and oh, sorry, 10% goes into your investments. Five to 10% goes into your savings goals, whether that be for a vacation, a honeymoon, a, a wedding, a kids, something. And then 20 to 30% is guilt-free spending. That is no matter what, like, you know, all your bases are covered, whatever is left over. Like, if you want a freaking latte every day, you get that latte. If you want $300 Prada shoes, you get those shoes. You do not feel an ounce of guilt or shame for it because you have done everything else to have you covered. Yep. And so I, I really, and the other thing that I like about his book is again, shifting your identity and your mentality rather than just like feeling helpless. He helps you write out your rich life. What does your rich life look like? Because Victoria, your rich life is going to look extremely different to mine. And yep. that's beautiful. That's great. Like, uh, for me, I love going out for coffee. Like, that's a big deal. I want my rich life is I'm flying first class internationally. My, you know, my rich life is 
it's it's not about having kids or a garden or a farm or anything like that, which mm-hmm. may have some for you. And so when you realize what your rich life is and you have that vision, then you're able to choose where your money goes and prioritize where your money goes for those things rather than feeling like you have to always be budgeting and tracking everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't say, I mean, I think the intentionality last year of, of knowing, I mean, I basically, we, I mean, Dave, it's kind of like the Dave, the zero base budget, right? right? So everything is assigned a dollar. And I think that was helpful for where we were at that point last year. Sure. It doesn't have to be as rigid as it was last year. Cause like our goals and, and things have changed. And so there's like a level of having that flexibility, but I like the percentage thing because it's like, I, you know, paychecks come in. It's like, I already know what's going to, I I have things automatically for savings. I have, you know, the auto pay stuff already set up. And so it's like, that stuff's effortless. It's more of being intentional of like, Hey, this is going to go into savings. And then like, this is what we have, you know, for groceries and fun money, because it's like, it, that makes it more enjoyable too. It's kind of like, the weight loss journey thing, like knowing that I can have whatever I want in variety and within reason, like it makes it a lot more enjoyable of an experience, but rather than being like, well, I can have chicken, rice and broccoli. Like, no, you can, you can save money and like handle your expenses, but also be able to like, go get a new pair of, you know, shoes or whatever, whatever it is. 100%. And these are the things that I'm still learning to deal with because Your struggle with weight and food has, on my side, has been struggle with finances. Mm -hmm. And the way that I've looked at finances in the past has just been doused with shame and guilt. And you don't deserve, you Mm -hmm. don't deserve to have nice things. You don't deserve to feel good about yourself in the past. And it, it has still been like in that that narrative, you don't deserve to have a relationship. Like you don't deserve to be happy until you figure this out. And I know that so many people have that same thought and mindset when it comes to their weight, when it comes to food. Mm -hmm. And I promise you guys, like the only way to break free and to get to where you want to go is to recognize that you are worthy and deserving of feeling good about yourself right now. It may mean that you have to be a bit more conscious about those things, but in no way, shape, or form do you deserve to feel bad about yourself. And the more that you feel bad about yourself, the more likely you are to continue to sabotage, continue to emotionally spend, emotionally eat, whatever it is, because of that shame. And so please, like, we are everything's going to keep coming back to this idea of recognizing your progress and giving yourself compassion that like until you come to a place of accepting where you are and being compassionate with yourself for where you are you won't be able to make sustainable change and you need to be able to fall in love with the process and the journey and who you're becoming rather than being so focused on the outcome. And if I, and that'll, that'll be my comment for you with your first big audacious, hairy goal is I know that that number can have significance for you. I would really encourage you to think about the identity that that person is who has that number of income. Mm -hmm. And how can I step into that 
identity and what does that feel like? Again, rather than that exact number, just like on the scale, what does that number feel like? What would that mean for you? How is your life different? Who are you when you hit that goal? Yeah. And I feel like, I definitely feel like I need to, I'm going to take some time today, this evening to kind of step into that. Um, and it's weird. Like, I think it, it's been interesting the last few months, like we'll go to like, you know, I don't see somebody for a while and they're like, Oh, how's your little business doing? And I'm like, Oh, it's great. Like I'm doing, it's just funny. Like people's view of, of things. And like, I don't, I don't know whether it's their issue or whatever, but it's like, um, it's actually going really well. And that almost like makes me want to work harder because it's not just like a little like side, you know, like a little, a little something (laughs) just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, it's going great, but I wouldn't call it little, like, it's a a big part of my life now. Like it's just funny. Like, and there's a level of like, what the heck, but then there's kind of that confidence of like, no, this makes me want to go after it even more because, um, but I think ultimately like that identity, it's being able to build, I want to be able to say like, I am a business owner that has built this thing and I'm working towards, you know, systems, processes. And like, this was like how it was, you know, when I was helping you with stuff, like just my, my Google drive is a mess, Kels. My, like everything is a mess. And it's just like, I think it's just a business entrepreneurial thing that is just like, I'll deal with it later. But, um, what's been helping is I have somebody that's helping with like, I'm doing branding photos for my website. Cause frankly, um, they were pictures from when I was, you know, I've lost like 80 pounds since the last pictures photo shoot that I've done. So I'm like, Oh, I wanted to reflect a little bit more of who I am now. Um, but she's been asking me like, very deep questions of like marketing strategy, branding, like, who are you? What does it mean to shop at your store? Like far more than just, you know, Hey, here's some cute clothes. And it's got gotten me thinking of like more moving forward, more with a brand versus just having a, it's just like a little business thing or yeah, that certain dollar amount. Like I want to be like, I've built a brand and people in town know the brand. You know what I'm saying? So it's just been interesting. Um, I will dive into that more by myself in my journal. Do you have, I mean, are you uncomfortable saying what the number is? Um, There's a level of yes. And also like, I just, yeah, I mean, I think it's different. And I think this is just my experience because um, my mom has a very successful business and people would see, you know, numbers and, you know, maybe it's her, her receptionist or whatever. And they see these numbers and they're like, oh, you must be, you know, living the good life. But I don't think people necessarily take into account that like, I don't cut myself a paycheck for my business. I reinvest everything. Um, These are things that entrepreneurs, like if you listen to any business and we're not a business podcast, Yeah. but now like for me, it's super fun to watch because before you and I met, you were not an entrepreneur. No. Like this was not something you were doing. And, And for you to be doing boutique and clothing, like 
it was something you were uncomfortable because you didn't feel comfortable in the clothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say like, I always knew I wanted to start a business, but I didn't really know necessarily what it, you know, what that was going to look like. I, I have like millions of business ideas just that roll around in my head all the time. And I'm like, man, if only I had like a few clones of me, I could do all those things. But, um, I mean, I guess I could share the numbers. So I want to hit a hundred thousand gross. That's what I was hoping. Like, I was hoping that's enough. That's my number. Like I, I please shout it out. Like have, get a six figure, become a six figure CEO. Yeah. That's, that's my goal. Yeah. I and I would say, it. like, I, I've been listening to Layla a lot more lately. Layla, Layla Hormozy. <laughs> um, I will, we can link her YouTube, but like, it's really helpful to listen because it, it they talk about it like it's nothing. And obviously, yes. because they have a crazy amount of money, but like they, you know, 100k to them 10 years ago was probably a lot for them. And so there's just levels of yeah. So that's my number. And I've heard this so scary. often. I really encourage you. I don't know if you've listened to Brooke Castillo from the life coach school, please listen to it. She talks about money all the time. And guys, if you're listening to this, I think it's really important that we start just like talking about binge eating or talk, make yeah. it normal. It is yeah. okay for us to talk about money. Like money is, is currency. And it means that you're adding value to the market and it's not a comparison. It's, not, it's the same thing with weight loss. Stop yeah. comparing yourself to somebody else, but just instead like guys, ugh, please use these people, use Victoria, Victoria as a model for what is possible. That's yeah. all that she is. It's possible I, for you too. And and I would say too, like, it's just, and so I guess, okay, so kind of tying this in, right? Um, while I want to kind of revamp our personal finances, it's been really interesting to have that in my business, um, especially in the clothing industry. Cause I'm like, oh, that's cute. I need that mm-hmm. for my store, right? Yeah. And so being able to, like, I have to be comfortable with a certain amount of, like business debt so that I can, you know, turn it over, pay it down. Like, yep. And there's like this angst I was telling Josh and he's like, this is different from the way that you used to spend money. Like this is your business that you're constantly reinvesting in. It's not like you're keeping all of these clothes for yourself. You're selling them. You have great events. Like, but it's, it's just funny hearing him from the outside. Like, no, this isn't you from three years ago. Like this is a different you. This is for your business. You are using your money responsibly. And I show him like, Hey, these are my numbers. Like my bookkeeper, like puts it all on a spreadsheet. And so I'm able to see it, but I do need to like, know. um, there's like the profit first method. That's what Um, I was going to bring up. I, I, that profit first, that changed my entire life. I started, they have a retail specific one. Cause it is different with, it It is different with retail. Like I'm wearing a shirt right now. And if it's $10, and you know, if you're just marking it up 50%, well, you're still putting half of and 50% is not, you're never going to profit if it's just a 50%, right. just saying, but like, it, it's specific to people that have on hand inventory all the time, because that's a big liability. And it's a big gamble type thing. Yep. Um, but something that I'm, I'm going to buy the course um, through this, uh, the boutique specific one, just so that I can learn more. And I think not only will it help me like with mindset, but also just like the logistics of it. But I love that. Like, so this is what happens when you set the goal. And that's why Victoria 
say the number, be proud of the number like that. It is a big deal. They say this time and time again, I've been an entrepreneur for four or five years. And there are times I can get comparison because there are people who are well in six figures within their first two years. And I'm just like, what's wrong with me? I know how to do this, but I'm not following through whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not a comparison, but like, be proud of that number because you're stepping into an identity. This is a quote guys from personality isn't permanent. And it says, when you think about setting a goal, focus not so much on the achievement of that goal, which will last a short moment, but who you get to become through the process of realizing that goal. Mm -hmm. And like the cool part is, is like you recognizing, okay, I want to be a six figure CEO. I want to have a six figure business. Like then you start thinking, well, if If I were this person, what would be the things that I would have to be doing? I'd have to be investing in my knowledge and understanding what to do and understanding how to uh, make sure that I I have the right ratio of debt to whatever. Because you're right, that's a completely different business. Like for me, the only debt I had ever been in was for my business. It was business debt. It was paying thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for coaching, for mentorship, for networking events, like, and I don't regret an ounce of it. Yeah. But it was something that like, for me now, I don't have a real tail business, everything is service oriented. And there really isn't any need for me to have debt at this point in my mm-hmm. business. Um, but I, I do encourage you, especially for women, I'll have to find the podcast episode, Brooke Castillo, and life, the Life Coach School, it's an amazing podcast. I love her. And she is on the journey of teaching and, and trying to be a example, like an, a model or an example for what is possible and to show women it's possible for you to make $100 million per year in your business. I'm going to have to look. I, I know that we've done like a little podcast on like what we talked about one of her topics. I don't remember what it was. I think it was the emotion, like the circumstance. Oh, the self-coaching model. Yeah. Her model, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. Still absolutely incredible. I mean, eventually it'll be one of those things. I wouldn't mind having the life coach certification. She has a certification school. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for me, guys, I I think that's the thing I'd like people to understand. You will always be investing in yourself. Like if you're on this self-growth journey, if you're wanting to up-level and step up your life, you're going to have it to invest in yourself. Like for me, the next step, once I get some things going, like, and I'm, I'm still going and and reinvesting in my business. I'm paying for Instagram ads. I'm paying for Mm -hmm. Facebook ads. Like I'm, I'm constantly, I'm paying for my platforms. Like you're always reinvesting. So for me, like there's a huge difference between a revenue number and a profit number. And I know Mm -hmm. not everybody understands that if you're not an entrepreneur or a business owner, but like, just because you make a hundred thousand dollars doesn't mean- Can I tell you a really funny, like a funny joke? Okay. Well, I just also want to say this is a long podcast, but I think it's one of my favorites today. I'm having so much fun. Okay. So, so- I'm a, I now I love numbers. Uh, I work with a lot of numbers, like in my day job. And I'm very curious, uh, like what this will look like in seven years, numbers wise, and what, you know, the profit, the gross versus the net profit, is it gonna be different? Right. And so I was telling my dad, I was like, he's like, you know, this, this takes up a lot of your time. It takes up a lot of your energy. Like, like, we're just kind of talking business stuff. And I was telling him, hey, you know, this event costs a grand to be there. And this event, I mean, some events are like that, others aren't. But 
now that I have a trailer, it's a 10 by 30 space versus the 10 by 10 I started in. So it's like, okay, well, my inventory has to triple when that happens, like just things like that. So I was like, yeah, it costs this much to be there. And I had this much in inventory because I track all my inventory. And he made a funny joke and he was like, oh, so like net 300, like all of that for net 300. And, and I was, it made me sit there and think, oh shit, like I have to start thinking bigger. I have to start thinking differently. I have to start automating things. There's a lot of things I could make easier for myself, but it was just funny because like I, when I was in a bad mood, like I would just tell my mom like that 300, like I just netted 300, but that's when you're taking into account the bag for the customer, mm-hmm. the tissue paper for the customer, the business cards, the, you know, the gas to get there, the generator, like all of these things. And there are times where I'm like, is this all worth it? But then I am, you know, a lady tries on a dress and she starts crying in the fitting room and I start talking to her and I tell her about the podcast. I like, I get to share my journey. Like, But like, that is what makes it worth it when, you know, an event doesn't go as planned. And my dad as joking is like net 300. Like, like I, I was basically just like, I had a shit event and this is what happened. And these are the numbers. And it was just funny. But in those moments when I'm feeling like that, I'm also like, there's a further impact than just selling somebody a cute t-shirt or a cute pair of jeans. I'm actually really glad you just shared that. I'm really glad you shared that because I know that there's been times like you and I at one point were thinking about trying doing a partnership, trying to go together on this rediscover you free thing. And like, for me, I see so much, I see so much mission and purpose in what I do with the program and the women that I help and, and, and all the things. And like, there was a time I didn't fully understand what you were doing with this boutique. Like it, for me, I was just like, it's closed. Like, I don't quite like, yeah there's so much mission here, your story. And now like, for me, it's like just coming full circle and to see like how much purpose and, and you're absolutely right. And for you to be that voice and that person for that woman could change her entire life. Yeah. That's just, that's so cool for me. And like, just to see the ripple effect that you get to have because the courage you had to try something different. Yeah. And and I would say like uh, there, you know, we talk about like the, you know, what would you say to your younger self or like a part of me wants to put something in the mirror in the fitting room, like a little quote or something because they're like the things that people say when they're trying something on or it doesn't fit right. Like it's like, that's just not the shirt for you. And that's fine. Like there's other things that you can, like, there's other things you can buy or like try on or whatever. Um, but it's been really cool. Cause like I, that is most of the way that I talk, talk about our podcast is through my business. And part of like my whole branding thing that I'm doing is I'm going to be, I'm going to put like a whole section on my website of like a personal blog slash all of our podcasts. So that's amazing. So and and looking at it more than just, oh, she's posting on Instagram like a cute purse, like more of a brand than just a an exchange of money to to a shirt, essentially. But that's so cool. And that's like again, um Simon Sinek talks about this. He has a TED talk and he has the book Start With Why. 
Yep. Josh had that. He loved it. I loved it. And it's just, again, like we don't buy what you're selling. We buy why you're selling it. And like, again, guys, even with these goals, as we're kind of bringing it back to these things, like why are they important? And the cool thing, like there's, there can be lots of reasons why, like for you to make six figures in your business by December 31st, like, again, this is revenue guys. It doesn't mean profit, but like it means that you get to step up and become a six figure CEO. And that means that you have had more impact on women's lives. Yeah. And it'll be fun. I mean, last year at this or in December, we did, um, we did like our, you know, year in review and looking towards January, 2023. So it'll be fun to do this in December and, you know, next July. Um, so yeah, my last goal is to read three books. So, Ooh, well, um, I think we talked about at least five or six. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm like, I really want to read the gap in the gain. I want to reread Atomic Habits and then um, I don't know what my third book will be, but that's I do encourage you for where you're at right now. I will teach you to be rich. It's a quick read and it's got step-by-step. It's got PDFs. Like, Oh, I love it. Well, that I think is my favorite episode. This, this episode is, I think my favorite. I think so too. I really, it was a long one for those who have stuck with us. You're troopers. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope it inspired you guys to really think about your goals. We really do encourage you. I think that that call to action. And if you want to like, let us know for accountability, we'd love to hear it. Um, Feel free to reach out to us on Instagram. We'll have our socials in the description, but I'd love for you to like, take a picture of your goals written out and somewhere that you can see them every single day. And I hope like even just listening to Victoria, I know having some hesitation, well, should I tell people about these goals? I had some of that too, but I'm like, you know what? No, I'm proud of these goals and I want to shout it out. And I, and I, you know what? Like, this is who I'm becoming. I am a courageous and brave person. And by me speaking it out into reality, I know that it's, it's on its way. Yep. So please send and share that with us. And if you guys would like to learn a little bit more about the Rediscover You free group coaching program, which is exactly what Victoria had done to get her started on this journey and now helps dozens of other women all around the world, literally, um, then please just go to uh, www.rediscoveryoufree.com slash apply. You can learn more about the program there. Yep. And we will put, um, I was thinking we could, I could in a Google doc put like the quotes. Oh, so like the podcast and then the quotes that we talked about, and then people can just go there like on a Google, like a public link. Yeah. So that they can kind of look at those quotes. Cause I think it might be, I think that would be the best way. And then that's for people, if they want, they can print them out and cut them out and put them somewhere or something like that. So I love that. I think that there that's will a be really a public cool Google link so that we can just, I think that'll be easier. Eventually I'd love to get to the point that we also have like transcripts or like if people just want to read through what we talked about. Um, yes. Yes. We're never done guys. Like, please no. know You're never going to get there. Your ideal self is always out of reach forever. The finish line is always moving. So stop waiting to feel good about yourself until you get there. Do it now. Feel good about yourself now and enjoy the journey now. That's really what it's all about. Yep. 
Well, we love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. I think starting like doing a podcast on the first of the month, like I'm so excited going into this month versus how I was feeling yesterday. Like, man, I don't want to talk about this. Like I'm going to have to own up to like not, you know, my whatever, like I feel very empowered now. So I hope you guys do too. Yeah, that might be a good idea. We're going to keep brainstorming about how we can serve you best. Let us know in the comments too, if you'd like us to do maybe a little month in review or resetting goals. Um, It could be that at the end of every month, Victoria, we talk about your habit tracker. I know. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Thanks for sticking around this long. We love you and we'll chat with you next time. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.